This week on Monero Talk is sponsored by Cake Wallet. Store, send, receive, and exchange your Monero safely on your iOS and Android too. Cake Wallet is open source, and you always control your own keys and seed. And by XMR.to. Anonymously exchange your Monero into Bitcoin and seamlessly send Monero to any Bitcoin address. Go to XMR.to or use it right in your Cake Wallet. Cake Wallet and XMR.to are trusted and verified by the Monero community. Monero Talk is also made possible from contributions by viewers and listeners like you. This week on Monero Talk. In part two of our four-part Anarcapulco series, Douglas Tuman interviews Rafael Laverde. Rafael is a crypto economist and editor at the Crypto Vigilante. Douglas and Rafael discuss Rafael's talk on the Cryptopulco stage, the virtues of Monero versus the virtues of BSV. While many would think that all Monero enthusiasts are anti-BSV and vice versa because of Monero's default privacy nature and BSV's default transparency nature, Rafael gives some unique insights into why he believes strongly in both of these projects. These two projects obviously have many opposing philosophies, but as Rafael explains in his talk, ultimately they have some things in common. Foremost, they are both the most contrarian coins in the space for opposing reasons. Monero Talk starts now. All right. All right. We're at uh, Anarcho Poco uh, on our Monero honeymoon. How's it going, Raphael? Great. I'm, I'm having a great time. We're having a great time in our honeymoon. Yes, yes. <laughs> so you just gave an amazing talk. Uh, basically, kind of unexpected. So you spoke about Monero and BSV. I never really kind of saw those two coins as being uh, juxtaposed against each other. But you gave an interesting talk where you essentially compared those two coins. Yeah, so... In a nutshell, if you were to uh, look at what we inherited from Satoshi, right? Um, the BSV crowd is the crowd that says, well, you know what? Satoshi had everything right from the get-go, so we don't have to change anything. Just augment what he did, keep the same applied economics, keep the same um, game theory, keep everything the same, right? Just augment exactly what he did and what he provided us. Don't change anything at all, right? And you got other people that were like, you know what, we got to change a couple things, right? And then we, we got into the forks, right? Where BTC said, well, you know, we can't change this, but we, we should definitely change that. And we had Bitcoin Cash that says, well, you know what, we, we eh, yeah, most of it is, you know, we should, we agree with, with what BSV is doing. But you know what, let's just completely, um, let's, 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 let's change some things, kind of like the same as BSV. Monero was like, you know what, guys, this thing needs an overhaul. And what BTC and B- Bitcoin Cash has been doing is kind of like trying to change a, a, car, a, a wheel on a car while it's already driving. And so the idea with Monero has always been, you know what, let's start from scratch and let's do things right, right? Let's create the cypherpunk coin that we've always wanted to, you know, to have and that Bitcoin could never be. And like Daniel Kim says, right, Monero is everything that BTC, the people that bought Bitcoin thought they first bought, right? Well, when he's speaking about that, Danny Kim is referring to people in BTC and BCH, right? People in BSV are like, no, no, no. Satoshi did everything right from the get-go, right? So, yeah, I encourage everyone to uh, look beyond Craig Wright if they're going to study BS- BSV because uh, I'm, a, I'm a high proponent of looking and studying that which is forbidden. I think you should always challenge yourself and not go with the crowd if you're a capitalist. Capitalism is a lonely road. If you are doing things right as a capitalist, as an investor, you're going to find yourself being by yourself. And that's okay. And why is that? Because 
you find profit, you be, you find profitable opportunities in the market where no one else is looking, right? It's when you it's and, and that's and that's an intelligence race, right? The, those who are most intelligent get to understand things first. Then the masses follow. Once the masses, oh, oh yeah, yeah, this we we like this, we like whatever. It's no longer profitable, right? So um, I I knew and I I knew that BSV was gonna rise. I knew that um, its rise was gonna be, you know, in spite of the uh, Craig Wright BS. It's sustainable. Bitcoin SV is sustainable in its game theory and its applied economics, right? So yes, for it to be near anywhere around evaluated by the market anywhere around where um, Bitcoin Cash is right now, it's completely completely makes sense to me. So I told that to our subscribers, um, and and we got a the dollar vigilante and the crypto well the crypto vigilante, yeah we well yeah the crypto vigilante someone to the dollar vigilante, um, and and. And yeah, we saw a 925% gain in BSV and it's sustainable right now. It's still over 350 bucks. Now, well, definitely what we tell everyone is that it, the, the, the coin right now that's at a bargain is Monero by far. I mean, how immature of this market not to value Monero, right? Monero is, is so important and Monero is what, yeah, I mean, trading like right yeah, B, BSV, uh, you know, I'm. Uh, this this show, you know, very simple. We we keep it simple here. It's just all about digital cash. Which coin right. is uh, performing the best as digital cash? Right. Obviously, uh, we think that is Monero. Um, so that that's kind of been my investment thesis and thesis on crypto in general. Uh, you know, that the value proposition of cryptocurrency is to be digital cash. Right. Monero seems to be doing that the best. You boil it down to Monero and BSV. Those seem to be your two most. In- the coins that you're most interested in right now. Sure. So, but why those two? So why, why those two? Okay. So perfect cash, right? Monero does that better than anyone else, right? Hands down. That is, that is the coin that does that better than anyone else. Why? Because it is independent from any third party. It's independent, independent from government, from banks. We all speaking to the crowd here, right? We all know that, that the value that Monero is, right? It's fungibility, everything. Uh, Justin, Justin uh, Ehrenhofer gave a great talk recently, guys. If you haven't seen it, watch it. He talks about how compliance officers are actually detesting the idea of a transparent cryptocurrency or transparent blockchain because uh, it's it, it just it, it, it might even change the law in the future where actually um, a merchant or a compliance officer might be asked the question, well, if you had access to blockchain analytics, why didn't you use it, right? Okay. Right. It's forcing companies to basically have to do more than they used to have to do in terms right. of compliance because right. of the technology. Yeah. So it's it's ridiculous. So look, Monero, uh, Monero is definitely a mature crypto market. Will definitely we can start calling the crypto market mature the day we see Monero top two. That's the day I would personally say, oh, okay, these everyone's maturing here. But I mean, right now it's still so immature that. So um. So yeah. So. I don't, I don't, I don't think anyone competes with Monero. See, it, it, Monero, there is no competition for Monero. Monero stands on its own, right? It protects the individual. That is the ethos. That is the, that is that is the whole point of Monero is for it to protect the individual, right? It protects the individual, the sovereignty of the individual, irregardless of what happens outside of it. If you want to be compliant with the jurisdiction, you have your, uh, you know, your optional disclosure through the view key. It's com- it's compliant, it, like Daniel Kim says. It's it would be rationally speaking, any family office, any financial institution that that 
finds it uh, finds their intellectual property, the property of how they manage their portfolio. If they keep that sacred and play close to the chest, they would never invite any voyeurism like you would find in any of the Bitcoin chains, right? Right. So, so you have in Monero, you have um, yeah, you have something completely unique, and a a valuable cryptocurrency market is one where Monero is definitely top two now. B BSV is diametrically the opposite of Monero. It's the opposite, complete the opposite. But, you know, if you're a capitalist, you have to be willing to negotiate with all types of people, right? Not just the people that agree with you, right? We live in a world where one billion of one billion Muslims, they're not going to change overnight and become libertarian. You live in a world with one billion communists, they're not going to change overnight, right? So even the nation state itself, it's not going to change overnight. Whether we like it or not, we have to deal with we have to deal with government law as it exists. And that's a, that's just the reality of it. it. That's why Daniel Kim offers the service that he does with his consulting service, right? Because he is someone that understands the world as is and, and, and is able to help people navigate, right? And people in the crypto space navigate with this. So to be stoic is very important, right? And the so we have Monero's best exemplified by the agorist teaching of Samuel Edward Conkin III. If you guys have not read the New Libertarian Manifesto, I highly recommend do a Google search on it and read it right now. You're not gonna lay, you're not gonna drop it. If you love Monero, you are not going to stop reading the New Libertarian Manifesto by E.C.K. III. You're not gonna drop. Trust me, you will read the philosophy of Monero, and it's just you're not gonna, you're not gonna, be able to, you're not gonna be able to put this down. I also recommend reading the Agra's Primer by Conkin. So. Um, you will, you will not find Konkin's writings in the Mises Institute because Konkin um, was an agorist. He, he created the philosophy of agorism, complete uh, focus on, on, on the importance of being an, a market actor, not just someone that is speaking about it, but literally being invo involved in counter-economic action. And Monero is the best example of counter-economic action. But if you want to be a well-rounded libertarian... Remember, you have to deal with the whole world. You should be also open to dialogue and investigate the worldview of other libertarians, right? So the objectivist crowd that we barely saw come up in crypto is an it's, it's very valuable and they're stoic and they objectivists read Ayn Rand, right? They they are okay with having some government. For the most part, an objectivist is a minarchist, right? So they're okay with having some government. So yes, an objectivist would be all for patents. They are they, they they like having some government because they're extreme capitalists to the point that they know that having some sort of favoritism with the central planner will give them an edge, a, a bigger margin than if we had a market equilibrium where everyone's welcome to compete. Right. So then so with uh, so but it's important. That's very important to understand, to understand the objectivist perspective, because these are fellow libertarians. They're still libertarians. They're minarchists, but they still are. They're still tackling the same issues that we're doing with Monero from an agorist perspective, but from a different perspective. Why, why do you think the objectivists are more aligned with, uh, that philosophy is more aligned with BSV? Uh, they're, they're through and through objectivists. I mean, if, if, you under, if, you, if, you, if you read BSV, if you understand BSV, if you understand everything that they've been writing about, talking about, they are okay with uh, working with the law, with government. They're, they're hyper-capitalists, right? The point is that they see the government itself as a potential customer, right? They want to, in, in a negative term, you can use this visualization there. They want to, they, 
see nothing as more more value more effective more efficient than proof of work itself right the ability to have a capitalist meritocracy that is run by the miners right so proof of work there's nothing more efficient in this world than proof of work to decide in a in, in a way that is competitive through market forces what is most valuable for the market what is more valuable for everyone right proof of work and pure proof of work without having it dictated by any central planner right that you should only use this machine over that machine that proof of work um, allows us to, to 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 enter into what they would be called a Stackelberg competition where the he or she who creates the most value or more profit for the whole entire network takes the lead right now if you're if, if you're profitable and you see cost, uh, government itself as a potential client you're going to be able to even um you're going to be able to uh, through proof of work itself start being more efficient in provide in, in giving the world the provisions that we're accustomed to have government provide for us right to the point that government becomes less more and more obsolete more and more obsolete over time to the point that you know we can have uh cryptographic law you know lex cryptographia right um and 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 we don't have lex cryptographia yet right but what i'm trying to say is that proof of work destroys politics proof of work destroys government as we know it and supplants it with a minor meritocracy right and so from the purest interpretation of the of the satoshi white paper and what satoshi left behind you know to have an uninterrupted chain of digital signatures to, to to just keep the same exact applied economics the same exact um game theory that we had at the beginning of bitcoin that's what bsv is going after it's it's a pseudonymous coin it's open to blockchain it's open to blockchain analytics right which i know as um as people in monero we don't like that but if someone, the way that they envisioned this working in the future is that if someone, um, if someone wants to do blockchain analytics because there was a theft or anything, you're gonna it's gonna require work, proof of work to go after that person and try to figure out what's going on, right? Um, something that I found interesting in BSV is that even the wallet architecture and the way that they use Bitcoin wallets is completely different than anything I've seen in Bitcoin Cash or BTC, like. Uh, for example, uh, for them, a, an understanding of how you make a merchant payment, it's not the payee who makes, uh, who, who, trans, uh, who um, registers the transaction onto the blockchain. No, it's the merchant. So when you have the merchant take responsibility of registering the, 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 the transaction to the blockchain, you, you, it's the merchant's responsibility, not the payee, right? That you, you lessen any possibility of there being a double spend, right? So it's things like that 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 I think are are important to keep in mind, you know it. And there's nothing wrong with having options in the market, right? So uh, I think I, did I answer your question? Is there more you want to? Yeah, uh, well, I, I, I guess the the big the big question I would have for you is uh, ultimately what what world would you want to live in in the future? So would you want to would you rather live in a Monero world where everybody's using Monero and is is transacting on this uh, obscured? uh you know blockchain where you know everything everything's recorded the you know the the truth is preserved in terms of transactions but uh everybody still maintains their liberties and individualities because uh the transactions themselves are, are obscured or do you want to live in a bsv world uh you know where once again the transactions are are secured and, and you know we can we can trust them 
but also we we then can actually view and see them and uh, individual uh, liberties and individualities I believe are, are deteriorated at that, at, at that point because of that so kind of seeing that both of these technologies exist uh, you you fundamentally boiled it down to these two kind of being the yeah. two ones to, to look at but right. you personally which which world do you want to live in do you want to live in a Monero world or a BSV world I think a hybrid world um, it's not a, na- a matter of either or or both and um, government I do not want government to be able to hide funds. Hell no. I think government officials would love to use Monero, honestly. So if they use Monero, we should enforce that they always provide the, you know, the, 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 the view key, right? So um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what the future holds, but... Um, um, I mean, you yeah, know, that, that's, that's the thing with Monero, you know, that you always have that option to, to show your funds. Yeah, and to, exactly. To sh- so... I, I, yeah, I think, yeah, it's a difficult question. It would be a hybrid question of uh, a hybrid of sorts where we make sure that if, if government, uh, u- government uses Monero, they have to constantly by default use the view key, right? Um, if government use, if, and then the individual can use the, um, just the default privacy features, right? What would a world without government look like? What would a world with with central without central banks look like? Right? I mean, your your part of the question implies that we still have the gravity of the state and the central banks, right? I mean, you understand that, right? That implicit in your question, you're po- proposing this evil entity that wants to control the world um, as a central planner, right? Like central banks and, and and the government, right? You're so implicitly yes. As of right now, when you point that question, obviously. It would be Monero, right? But if you and I could, if you got you and I were to uh, imagine a world without these entities, imagine we were living in an in complete um, liberty and freedom where it's open to complete market competition, and then I mean I don't know would we would we want an, a a coin that is fun, that is that is uh, that does not provide accountability? You know, I don't know. I think with the world as it is right now, let's be stoic. A Monero would be the answer to my question. But if I were to imagine a world, well, because because I think it's that that technology is what gets you to that world, right? So you, right. you need these liberty-preserving technologies to get to this utopia you're speaking about, right. and that's ultimately what preserves it. So, uh, yeah. So maybe you know we're, we're getting really uh, kind of out there right now. No, but, but yeah. So good. like so in in a, in you know a, a very distant future. Uh, if Monero were to be, you know, the backbone of the entire global financial system uh, and essentially governments are, are not what they are today, um, you would still want these liberty, this liberty preserving technology to be in place to prevent the, the rise of new tyrants, whether they're governments or different powerful entities that are uh, misusing something like a, a, a transparent ledger to to uh track people and so my point being whether it's if it's not government it would be something else right so So the the idea is that you you know it's that technology that would uh allow you know allow you to preserve preserve these uh individual liberties and prevent the rise of tyranny so here let me let me break this down for you right And, and a lot of this has to do with not literally using a medium of exchange but about having a a a decentralized Lex cryptography, right? Cryptographic law, right? Whatever that may be, a competitive system of law, mer- 
something that uh, is akin to what we had back in the days of mercantile law, right? If that's, okay, then let's go back to the philosophical level, right? We have uh, the agorist perspective, right? Counter-economic uh, model for, of a medium of exchange, Monero, right? That does the cliche, right? It creates an alternative system to make the existing one obsolete. Good, we're all in line with that, right? BSV offers something that was never seen before. It's like, no, we actually are going to uh, be the poison that government drinks and that destroys itself from within via the, the market forces, right? The difference is, again, an objectivist from BSV would say, well, I, 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 I agree with limited government. They're minarchists, right? And they think that proof of work in the free market can take care of everything but a couple things. And a lot of it would be like the law, right? You know, the law and the enforcement of the law, contracts and all that. Right. My argument to them would be like, well, if you say that, any, that there's nothing more efficient than proof of work and that proof of work is better than anything that government offers and that it makes everything more efficient than anything government offers. And what are you to say that that last little bit of government that a minarchist envisions cannot be provided for, for that service be provided for better in the free market? So from a minarchist to an anarchist is just literally a step. And um, it's literally a step. Now, again, Rothbard told us that intense capitalists, like objectivists tend to be, they, they, and Rothbard said that when you have complete freedom in the economy and everyone's available to compete, profit margins lessen because now not only can this guy sell coffee, but this girl that's walking by sells coffee, that other guy sells coffee. So margins right so the extreme capitalist wants to, a little bit of minarchy right a little bit of a central someone that they can buddy up to right to get favoritism to get more of a profit margin right look i completely agree with you i think that uh from a minarchist to an anarchist is just uh a but if we get come to that point in the future where we have like we come to like um even if we come to the bsv ideal where we have like a small government right really really small government right what's to keep that from being completely obliterated by the power of the market Nothing. If everything else that our government offered was obliterated, but this, you know, this and it's this it's also could be taken over by government, by by the free market, right? By competitive offerings within the market. Why do we stop at minarchy, right? I I don't think that that makes sense logically. It doesn't make sense. And whenever I pose this question to someone in BSV, um, the conversation stops. And sometimes that makes me think that they're undercover anarchists. And as an exclusive to your show, I would say, actually, I posed the same exact question to Craig Wright. And I was like, well, what do you think? Um, if government, if, 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 uh, is there's nothing more, is there anything more efficient that government provides than proof of work? No, he said. Is there anything, this was on Twitter, it was, everyone saw it, right? It was on Twitter. Then if, if there's something that uh, government provides, is there anything that government does is more efficient than proof of work? No. So the logical conclusion that I will, therefore, there's nothing, you know, just, therefore, you don't need government once you have proof of work and you have, you're seeking value and profit via proof of work in different areas of the economy, even those that are provided for by the state right now. So, so no, 100% I agree with you. Um, the, the, thing, the thing lacking with Monero is, 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 is the cryptographic law, is competitive legal systems. And we don't have that right now. And we, and, and my thesis on this is that I don't think we, were, we will be able to have that until a fungible medium of exchange is established, right? You first need a foundation, right? Monero is that foundation, right? A medium of exchange. 
Like one thing that uh, if anyone of the, that's working on Tari, I implore you, don't create a Tari coin. Don't do that. You already have your base layer of liquidity, which is Monero, right? It's fungible by design. It's the best cryptocurrency, as the word currency says it, right? Currency. It's fungible by design, right? You don't need a, another competitor to Monero. Plus, Monero is going to price it out. Even if you were to create a, a, a Tari coin, it's going to price it out. But yes, create the non-fungible tokens that, that Tari is, gonna, is envisioning. But um, yeah, please, please, please use, use Monero. Don't, don't create a Tari coin. You know, create non-fungible tokens like, like you know, they, they're talking about, you know, like uh, digital assets that are non-fungible, like, you know, tokens and, you know, all these things that they want to envision that are non-fungible, right? Because that's how we start building, you know, for securities. That's how we start building an optional means of, of, of interacting and collaborating with one another, right? Unfortunately, outside of a medium of exchange, when you talk about the law, the best that we have in this world to cooperate and to settle disputes is government law, right? And the best you can do is seek the government law, the, the jurisdiction that is more freedom loving and that will respect your autonomy as an individual the best, right? But as but but until we have market options for law, um, uh, sh shit. I mean, someone like BS, a group like VSV will have uh, something to hold on to, and and something that Monero won't have, right? So, but again, Monero is a foundation to build alternative systems of cooperation and dispute resolution, right? So, but yeah, people working on Tari, please do not create a Tari token that competes with Monero. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. Last question. Um, so we're at Anarchapoco. This is my first time here. Uh, I, I think you've been here many times, right? You're, you seem yeah, to be a, a part of the conference itself. Um, is Monero is Monero big in this in this in this sphere? Is it as big as I would think it should be? I mean, you know, I talked to people when I gave my Monero talk yesterday. Everybody in the room seemed to be very engaged and interested in it. Um, but I'm almost surprised that there aren't more Monero fanatics here at an anarchist conference uh, than we're seeing. Um, is there a disconnect there in terms of information? Yeah. Uh, what, what's your take there? Well, it's it's the problem that we have in crypto, right? Um, uh, people. Look, look, I, I'm here with you and I, and, and I juxtapose BSV with you and, and them right? and Monero, right? And I think it's a fair discussion to have and we should have. And you should be able, you should... The worst thing you can do is surround yourself with an echo, within an echo chamber. People in Monero can learn a lot from other strong network of investors, right? The worst you can do is surround yourself with an echo chamber. Don't do that. You're doing yourself a disfavor. You have to start. You have to start looking at the entire world as your potential client. Heck, even the central banks and the state look at them as your potential future clients. Literally, because. We're creating the arcs of, 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 of that's going to hold up the financial system once everything plummets, you know, once we, ex we expect everything to just, you know, like fail with all of this craziness from the central banks. Right. So this is this is you have to start looking at people um, and if the people that disagree with you as potential clients. Don't isolate yourself. Blocking people on Twitter, blocking people. That's that's nonsense. That's nonsense. Like. Reach out, talk, learn from them, right? Learn from them. If you don't have time for that, that's fine. It's your prerogative. But 
the, the problem that we've had here is that people have become tribal. And that's and how, how messed up tribalism is, is that people have even, even within this community, people have even uh, lost sight of what it is that is most beneficial for them. And they've disregarded Monero. It's easy to overlook, right? When you are, when you're not, when, when you are conditioned to, when you're conditioned or allow yourself to be conditioned to be um, tribal. Again, this is about capitalism, right? Monero is good and awesome and it's the best medium of exchange in crypto because it, it, it's the most solid monetary properties, right? At the same time, it's, um, yeah, I forgot what I was saying, but, but yeah, it's, 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 it's solid. It's the most solid and yet people miss it, right? People miss it because of the tribalism, right? So it's so just, um, you know, make sure you, you, you don't close yourself off to other people. Don't do that. And, and, um, everyone's your potential client. I mean, I think I'm, I'm reiterating that a lot, but I forgot what I was going to say next, but it's okay. Come yeah, no, no, no. I, th I think you, you pretty much answered the question. So, uh, even though the ideals of Monero align very well with, I think the ideals of a lot of people that attend this conference in Arcopoco, um, you're saying they themselves have become tribal in ways and for whatever reason they they have blinders on when it comes to certain projects, even if those projects happen to actually idealistically align uh, with with their philosophies. Yeah, I mean, you you don't I mean, how are you going to be world money if you only allow people to participate? Those that pass your libertarian purity test, right? Like within the libertarian thinking, there are many different schools of thought. You know, we talked about agorism. We talked about um, objectivism, right? Those are all, they all fall within, they all follow the, the Austrian school of economics. They all have their own interpretation of it, their own worldview, right? Neither the objectivist school of, of Ayn Rand or the agorist school of Konkin, the third, neither of those schools, you would find information on them on the Mises Institute. Imagine that. That the If you go to Mises.org, you won't find any of, of Konkin's writings or you won't find any of Ayn Rand's writings because they're, they're, they still, but see, you have to, you have to reach out and, and, and you have to, um, learn from other people. Right. And you have to learn economics. You know, if you're on YouTube watching this right now, type Prax girl, P A, I'm sorry, P R A X girl and watch all of her videos. Praxeology is the science behind all of Austrian economics. It is a science that under, uh, that's underneath. Anarcho-capitalism, um, libertarian thinking, um, agorism, objectivism. If you understand praxeology, it's the newest of science, by the way, too. And it's the most persecuted of sciences. You barely hear any faculty in the world talk about praxeology on purpose because it empowers the individual, right? They don't want that. Go to any business school wherever in the world. They're going to teach you compliance. That's all they're going to teach you, right? And this is the box you have to work within, right? You know, get to work, right? It's... But if you really, really want to understand and you want to free your mind as an entrepreneur, you really need to study praxeology. So watch all of Prax Girl's videos on, on YouTube. Then when you're done doing that, pick up Man, Economy, and State by Rothbard. Read it. Um, then pick up Human Action. Read it. And then just keep, keep reading. Because the only thing that stands in our way in all of this is ourselves. Whether you like it or not, we're highly influenced by communism, by Marxism and all the flavors of Marxism, right? 
and 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 when um when when you're when when you are invest when you are it's easy to fall into mistakes and and you have to you have to understand capitalism in order to allow capitalism to flourish otherwise you're always going to seek control right so i mentioned one more thing before you ask me another question or we finish but we live in uncertain times right and the future may be uncertain right and when when that happens Praxeology teaches us that we can either act as a gambler, as a speculator, which is an investor, or as an engineer, right? Okay, and this is going to end in the critique of Monero. Hopefully everyone can uh, can appreciate this, right? Um, as a gambler, you're just casting lots and you're just betting on a future, right? There's no real thought into it, just whatever, right? As, a, in, as, an, as an investor, you're actually studying the fundamentals of what the heck we're doing, right? You study the, the fundamentals of Monero, right? of Bitcoin, of everything else around you, right? That's, a, that's an investor, right? And that you invest knowing that you're at least going to give in, put in, get, get back what you're going to put in, right? That's, that's an investment, right? The other one would be uh, that of an engineer, right? And so when faced with an uncertain future, people either act as a speculator which is an investor as a gambler or as an engineer and the engineer wants to design the future right because they're scared of what the future might hold right we don't want that all right and and this is here goes my critique of monero i hope that sooner or later the monero community whenever that is let's go control and allows for there to be a minor meritocracy of the monero miners right I don't know when that's going to happen, but the, more, the time is going to come where Monero is going to have to make a decision and trust the free market. If the more we know social engineering is wrong, right? And the more we try to control what what miners can mine, the more we're going to find ourselves having central planners for the sake of decentralization. And well, I mean, can... but obviously you think we should try to strive to make the network as decentralized as possible, right? So designing the protocol Who's is we? the, the, what do you mean? The, the, the stewards of the protocol. Right. And, 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 and why would they know better than the market? That's, that would be the pretense of knowledge. Well, I mean, the, the protocols themselves are, are obviously at some level designed by engineers. Right. I mean, that's how they exist in the first place. And, you know, Satoshi sat down and, and drafted a, a white paper right. and, and it, were ideas on what he thinks uh, basically, basically, you know, describing what the most essential elements of one of these currencies need to be to exist. Right. So I, I talked to Fluffy Pony about this and I joked with him. I'm like, oh, so you guys are central planning for the sake of decentralization. And he laughed and he's like, yeah, you're right. And and then and then he and I said and I, I mentioned him. Well, it is in the miners incentive to secure the network. Right. Wouldn't it be suicidal for a miner to hurt himself right and then he's like well well you know raf you, you you're not taking into account the disincentive of miners right the miners might have it might have a, might have a, a, a row group of miners that are like you know we get out of this business and sell our equipment we have liars, buyers lined up we're gonna attack the network get as much money as we can and just be, be gone right sure what fluffy said told me is right there are disincentives in mining as well but that does not see it does not cease to be suicidal to do so to attack the network would be suicidal for a miner, right? 
So the miner is the entity that within a proof of work network that has the most invested in the network. Why is that? If you hold the coin and when something happens with Monero, you can sell as it, you know, as you can short it as it's going down. If you have a company like, uh, you know, uh, take any, um, yeah, any company and uh, you, you just pivot to something else in FinTech, right? Or something else in crypto, right? But the miners invested, right? Right. So well, I guess with Monero, it's a little different, though, because you're, you're invested in now currently now CPUs instead right. of specialized hardware that could only be used for mining. Right. Because. Right. And and within the Monero community, there's still contention as to, OK, well, when will we allow ASICs to compete? Right. And yeah, that's a question. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think anybody in Monero is opposed to ASICs. They're just opposed to the centralization that currently uh, is a product of ASIC mining. I mean, okay. we, we see it in very clearly in Bitcoin where okay. there are essentially being only four companies that control all the Bitcoin mining. Uh, so we're just not at that stage yet where uh, right. you know, ASIC miners would allow for a decentralized network. Right. But first off, um, there's a lot of presuppositions in what you said. First one is Satoshi gave us the Nakamoto consensus, right, which is a meritocracy of miners. Right. It's like this, his greatest invention was meritocracy of miners so that consensus can be pro based on profit seeking and value seeking. Right. And the miner that realizes how what is most profitable for the network and best for the network can implement that. And all the other miners will follow. Right. And, and it's a competition where the next you know, whoever provides most value will keep leading. Right. Right. So we that is the consensus that Nakamoto gave us. Nakamoto, that's the consensus of. Anything else outside of a minor meritocracy is it's a consensus that till this day is not something that has been very well defined for me. It's only well, I mean, but that competition still exists in Monero. It's just now people are trying to improve CPUs versus build better ASICs. I mean, the the right. the, the CPU is now the ASIC of Monero. So right. if anything, it's going to lead to improved CPUs essentially. Right. I mean the. The, the ability still exists there for you to uh, compete um, and try to create the best miner. It's right. just the best miner now will be the best CPU. Yeah, the, the, the thing is, is, is that um, it's really hard to talk about this because, again, um, when you talk about, you know, game plans per se, right? And, and you agree to a certain rule sets to play a game or to participate in a network, right? But doesn't this um, allow everybody with a fair start? So it's not just the guys that only have access to build the ASICs. It's right. now an, anybody with access to CPU. Correct, right? Again, it's 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 um the game theory within Monero and what has been agreed upon within Monero is different than other uh, than Bitcoin, right? Right. What is, was agreed upon within Bitcoin at the beginning can be disputed, and we have three main chains that are competing for that, right? That's fine. Monero is different. So to bring Bitcoin logic, which is what I'm doing, into Monero, it's unfair. But what is fair is to talk about the market. It's to talk about um, it's to talk about um, how the market sees mining. And we can't say that Monero mining is completely open to market forces. We can't say that. What we can say is that Monero mining, it has a group of contributors that decide what is best for the end goal of the project, which is to be remain as fungible and private as possible. That is the number one goal here, right? Right? So have perfect money, right? So again, it's not based on 
protocol sanctity, right? Like like uh, BSV has, right? BSV thinks that Bitcoin was perfect at the beginning. Right. No, the sanctity is in the is in the goal of the project exactly. itself, which is digital cash. Exactly, one hundred percent. So so so. The even the meritocracy within Monero is not like the Nakamoto consensus meritocracy that you, that someone in BSC would say that that is the meritocracy of miners, you know, in Bitcoin, right? The meritocracy in Monero is the FOSS ethos, right? Free and open so- source software ethos of providing the most security for the end user, right? And that's beautiful, and we should champion that. Now, will that ever change? Will we? Will Monero ever allow its miners to compete in whatever way they feel like, or will we always have to guide what my what is appropriate mining for our end goal in Monero? Right. As long as we answer the affirmative to the latter, what I just said, you know, which is what we've been having, we will still have a group within Monero that we trust that decides that for us. That is a challenge that we will have. And and I hope that the meritocracy of the FOSS ethos holds up because it has hold up for, for Monero, right? It has, right? The FOSS ethos is a meritocracy that has held up Monero and has held up. So maybe, maybe Monero it, 100 years from now still operates under the FOSS ethos, right? And it's still the meritocracy that comes forth from that cypherpunk ethos, right? And that may be it, right? Right? Maybe this hyper-capitalism is never going to be appropriate for a coin like Monero. Maybe that's it. Or maybe we will realize in the future that um, Monero needs hyper-capitalism on the level of miners. And we should allow miners to compete in whatever way they want in in securing the Monero network, right? So, again, um, it's good to do these juxtapositions because Monero is a coin that all everyone that thought they like Daniel Kim says everyone that bought Bitcoin they thought they were buying Monero back in the day right and they those people said you know what why were we even going to try to change a wheel while the car is moving right that's ridiculous let's start with CryptoNote from scratch let's get this going right and then the opposite extreme is Bitcoin Satoshi Vision which is like hey yo you guys are trying to mess with everything here but this has been perfect from the get-go don't mess with it right like but the, the interesting thing here is that the applied economics and the game theory for BSV and Monero are diametrically opposed and yet there's so many similarities there in that they're both camps that are focused on a mission right right one wants the Bitcoin protocol as stable as possible forever and Monero has a false ethos and 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 the um the game plan of having perfect cryptocurrency perfect cryptocurrency as their end goal so so, you know, I love maximalists. I can't say I'm a maximalist, but as an investor, I think you, everyone should love a maximalist because you don't want someone that's half-assed about their coin, right? <laughs> you know, like, oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a contributor in this project, but I, I, I'm, I like all coins. You know? No, dude, you want the person that's like, I'm going to die for this project. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's who you want to hedge your bet on. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I, I really, I really, um, yeah, we champion Monero. Monero is our favorite coin by far, but it's good to have, it's good to challenge ourselves. It's good not to stick within the same echo chamber because if we can't even dialogue amongst us libertarians, how the heck are we going to be money for the world with people that don't agree with us at all? You know? So, so, so it's important to start thinking about everyone as a potential customer, right? 
even those that you think are your enemies, they're your potential customers. And what's really going to protect you in the future is the value that you offer everyone, not just the people that agree with you. Awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, really appreciate the conversation. Yeah. Anything uh, else? Thanks for getting, no, I think, I think we're good. Thanks cool. for, uh, you know, getting us involved in the, in this conference and, uh, helping spread the good word of Monero in an, in an honest way in an intellectual way with intellectual honesty. Um, I'm, you know, as I've said, personally, BSV is, is really nothing, something that that I've never really looked into. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a digital cash maximalist, and that's why I've arrived at Monero. But yeah, I, I, I definitely do appreciate um, being open minded with with all projects because you never know where you're going to learn, uh, you know, right. w w where your project is lacking and where your project may need improvement. So let me say one thing, right? Uh, no one here, like, I'm very unique in my opinion, right? I speak for myself amongst uh, my coworkers and, you know, the team, right? The Dollar Vigilante and the Crypto Vigilante team. We all have different perspectives, right? Um, Mr. X is sees the world from more of the BTC mind, which is the most popular mind, uh, worldview within Monero. And he's a Monero maximalist, right? And so we, 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 created, uh, we created this amazing environment where we have rigorous debate constantly right mr x myself jeff berwick ed bugos cash up everyone in the team you know um constantly we we really challenge one another and we all have our own biases but that's the value of not being caught up in an echo chamber so whatever you do stop hanging out with people that agree with you like literally reach out to other people because th that is um you're only hurting yourself if you stay totally. within the echo chamber, you're only hurting yourself. Like, look at everyone as a potential client. Look at everyone as a potential client. Um, if you if you're a subscriber to the Dollar Vigilante, Crypto Vigilante, you will find that Mr. X agrees with the majority opinion within Monero. He is a Monero maximalist, loves BTC. I'm a complete big blocker. Like, if you guys didn't notice, it's obvious, right? I I, I love I love the I that's. That's my, that's where I come from. Mr. X is a small blocker, right? So you, we, the majority of other spaces in this, in crypto are very monolithic. And I think that's a disservice to people. I think, I think it's important to talk to people that disagree with you. I think that's more important than talking to people that agree with you, honestly. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. That's yeah. where you're going to learn new things. Exactly, yeah. All right, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you Great for talk. Me. Great talking to you. Yes. All right, man. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode. We release new episodes every week. You can find and subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have an Alexa device, you can tell it to listen to the latest episode of the Monero Talk podcast. Go to monerotalk.live slash subscribe for a full list of places where you can watch and listen. If you want to interact with us, guests, or other podcast listeners, you can follow us on Twitter. And please leave us a review on iTunes. It helps people find the show and we are always happy to read them. So thanks so much and we look forward to being back next week.